1: You're listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast, episode 22. You are listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with Dr. Abby Medcalf. Change your relationship
0: even if your partner won't do a thing.
1: Hey, everyone. This is the Relationships Made Easy podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Abby Metcalf. Welcome to today's broadcast. This is going to be a quickie episode. <laughs> uh, have a quickie with Dr. Abby, right? Um uh, yeah, not really. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we're, I'm going to make this relatively quick because I'm going to talk about something, a tool that I love that I use a lot with clients that is a real game changer. And this is called a couple's business meeting. And I'm going to explain to you my five reasons why I think it's great. And I'm also going to go over to it, over the checklist for what you have to have in the meeting to make it successful, how you do this. Now, and let me just say, so when you think about you and your partner and your life together. It, there is so many moving pieces there's so much going on and what happens is normally you know we're doing one thing we're maybe we're having dinner and over dinner you're saying hey you know that leaky faucet has to get fixed in the kitchen and then uh, your partner's saying to you uh, something like uh, oh uh, whose turn is it to take Joaquin to soccer practice and you know and you're back and forth with all these uh, little things that have to be done now number one a lot of them get forgotten because you're just sitting there at dinner and who's writing things down. And number two, it just feels like nagging. It feels like you're constantly getting asked things to do. So, and a lot, maybe you're watching uh TV or working on your computer or looking at emails or scrolling through Facebook and your partner comes at you with, Hey, uh, that tree in the front yard is terrible. We really have to think about getting that taken out. You know, all this stuff that happens that just feels like Charlie Brown's teacher after a while, you know, wow, 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 wow. And it can feel again like nagging and it's not very productive. A lot of stuff gets missed, doesn't happen. There's no accountability. It just, it's kind of a mess. So as many of you know, I have this business background and I've often looked at relationships like a business. It's a love business, but it's a business nonetheless. You know, when you apply some of these principles that we use in businesses that in effective businesses that make them work, uh, I have found that. Relationships can be very effective, also. So, and this is one of them that I've been implementing with couples for years that has been, it's so simple and is highly effective. You get so much bang for your buck. So, let me just tell you that number one, I think that having weekly or even bi weekly, but let's say weekly upfront couples' business meetings will make for a happier relationship, absolutely. And I'll give you my top five reasons why I believe that. So, Number one is kind of what I just said. Instead of having what seems like a constant stream of nagging, you'll have one time and place to discuss all these individual things. So it takes out all that nagging in the relationship, which of course makes you happier. Number two You will have your partner's full attention. You're sitting in a meeting. That's all you're doing in this. So instead of asking your wife to bake something for the office Christmas party while she's doing 10 other things and risk her being very annoyed, I have no doubt, you'll ask her when she's calm and ready to respond. Ask her in the moment. Number three, you don't have to worry about forgetting something important. If you're like me, you remember these things when you're in the middle of doing something else. And so maybe I'm in the middle of doing something and I asked my partner to do something in the middle and he's talking, whatever. So instead, you'll actually stop what you're doing, take a quick second and update a shared agenda, make a note in your phone, you know, whatever it is that you, and I'm going to talk about that in the how to do a business meeting, but uh, whatever needs to be Discussed, and however you want to track that, you'll just take a moment and uh, write it on a sticky to transfer later to your agenda, whatever. And it's forgot, it's done. You don't have to think about it anymore because you know it's going to get held somewhere else. It's awesome. So, and that leads me into the fourth reason why it's going to make you happier in your relationship, because there's accountability. And I know, I hear this from couples all the time, that people get upset, see that people forget things. My partner forgot to do X or Y, or I have asked him over and over, or I've asked her over and over, and it never happens, blah, blah, blah. So this is a place where there's actual accountability, because you're sitting face to face each week, and it comes back up. So if your partner forgets to do something, you can come back to it. It's it's not lost. And then my number five reason why a couple's business meeting will make you happier is because the bigger issues, like deciding on any larger purchase, uh, even a house, or doing taxes, planning vacations, planning summer camps for your kids, these things often get missed or rushed which creates so much frustration, anger, and disappointment in relationships. And instead of that, now you'll have a planned time to deal with these things. And when you start to really look at this stuff as a couple... You really feel like a team, a shared resource. You start feeling connected and hopeful and happy and enthusiastic. It really starts to shift. And I know you're at home right now or you're driving going, Abby, have you lost your shit? Like, what are you talking about (laughs) that we're going to be happier having a business meeting? You are. I'm telling you right now, you're going to be happier having a business meeting. It really helps. (laughs) And I, again, I've had literally hundreds of couples use this tool at this point and they Every time they come back saying, I I didn't even think that would work, and it did. Wow, ever since we started having those business meetings, it's so much better in the relationship, and it is. Think about how many times again, you're off doing other things, even doing something fun. You're, you know, having a bike ride or a walk together and you start talking about all this crap and you get tense. And one more time, you're out somewhere doing something where you don't have the means necessarily to to be accountable to this, to remember to do it later, to whatever. So really important to start having these business meetings and really create a different kind of connection in the couple and have your leisure fun time separate than the work time. Okay. So now since having this weekly business meeting is so important and, you know, so that you can stay, keep all these things together, keep all your issues that need to be in one place in one place and stay connected to your larger goals, because that's so important, we need to have some outlines so that we can have. Some clarity, right? And so structured guidelines is one of the ways that you make sure that the meeting is fair and constructive. And so I have some little checklists that I'm going to give you right now uh, for how to make sure that your business meeting is uh, successful. And consistent. Those are the right. Those those are the things you're looking for. So here's my rules for that, and I will link in the show notes to a blog post that I'll have for you guys, uh, where I list all these wonderful things. Um, so number one, pick a weekly day and time to meet, and keep this as sacred as possible. I don't care when it is, but it's you've got. Well, I do care a little bit. I'll tell you that in rule number two, but. I want you to keep this time. Don't change it every week. It'll get lost. I'm telling you right now. And I usually tell couples, try this for one month. Do it once a week for a month. And if if at the end of the month, you don't find it helpful, you can move on. But I'm telling you right now, you're going to find it helpful. Uh, Every couple I've had do this really says, wow, that was really helpful. So there you go. So you're going to pick a date and time.
2: Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Every week. And I have,
1: uh, I have you know, quite a few couples who meet, let's say, like Saturday morning at 10 o'clock or something. I have one couple. I love this. I think it's really ingenious where uh, he's actually a stay-at-home dad. And she works. And they... Well, they both work, right? He's he's working at home with the kids. <laughs> but they, uh, at I think it's like Thursdays at noon, but I know it's during the day. It's like at noon. That's when they meet and she calls in and they do this on the phone. And this takes care of a few things. So they, number one, they're connecting during the day, which is kind of nice. Number two, it's during the day when they're both fresh. I, I think their littlest one is taking a nap during this time and, you know, the dad can focus and so can the husband can focus and so can the wife. And she takes time off of work and goes and takes like a real lunch break, so to speak. And they, you know, kind of run through their list. They also have had some difficulty with uh, things getting contentious. You know, sometimes things get a little hot. And doing it on the phone, they found there's just, there's less of those issues. It's softer, it's easier, they just it goes much better for them on the phone. So you might find this too. And I don't care if you use a Zoom room or a Skype or what, whatever works for you. But if it's just easier for you to do a Sunday morning at 11 every week, then do that, whatever's going to work. Okay. But I will say this, and this gets into my second item on the checklist. Meet at a time when you're both reasonably fresh and open to discussion. So this generally means no... Late nights or super early morning meetings. That's generally what that means because it just gets too weird for people. Uh, it's too hard. You know, you're exhausted. I'll tell you the number one worst time of the week to have this meeting would be Friday night. <laughs> You've had your whole work week, whether again, you're a stay at home person or not, doesn't matter. You're all working and you're exhausted by Friday night. So this is not a good time to do this. Uh, it, unless you have weird hours at jobs or something, but in general, that's not a good one. And so, if you are going to do it in the you know at night and not in the morning, I would always pick a Monday or Tuesday. Uh, and I would pick uh, not too late. I wouldn't do it at you know ten o'clock at night for sure. I would do it some you know much earlier when you're fresh. And you can do it over dinner. I have one couple who does uh, business meetings. They go out. Uh, they go out to dinner once a week and they have a little business meeting. Now this is. Uh, combining something fun with something not fun. So it's not my favorite. Uh, but for them, it's what works. So I just want to throw that out there. Okay. And the next piece is to have an agenda. That's the next item on your checklist. you got to have an agenda. And so what you don't want is to show up at the meeting and not know, try to think of something to talk about at the meeting. I, I hate this. It doesn't work. And it's not what this is meant for. We're not getting together so that we can think of crap to do. We're <laughs> we're getting together because there's been crap that we've been talking about all week that needs a place to live and talk, get talked about. And this is that time. So one of my uh, favorite ways is to have a shared Google Doc. That is probably the easiest. Something like that, and there's a sh- just a shared Google Doc somewhere. You, whenever you think of something that needs to get added to the list, you throw it on there. And then uh, when you sit down, you have this agenda right there. All the things are on the list that you need to talk about. So that makes it pretty easy. I do. I have an, another couple who really hates technology. They they're not. Um, Savvy that way. And what they have in their office, which is where they have the couple's business meeting, they have a shared home office. They have a whiteboard in there and on the whiteboard. So, whenever anybody has an idea or something happens, they throw it up on this whiteboard and they even put like stickies on there because sometimes the wife will remember something while she's in the kitchen. She'll scribble on a sticky and she'll run into the office and just Poke it up on the board. Uh, I don't care. That's fine. As long as it gets held somewhere and there's somewhere that you can follow up when things don't happen, because this brings us to the accountability portion. If something you know doesn't get completed if something's not covered or resolved you want to carry it over to the next week's agenda and you need a way to do that so on a Google doc it's pretty simple you just cross things off when they're done or write a note next to it however you want to do it but uh, you know on stickies and whiteboards that gets a little harder so you just have to figure that out um, I have other people who make notes in their phone they I have one woman who does it as a voice, you know, the voice recorder app on your phone. Whenever she thinks of something, she always has her phone on her. She just talks into it. So when the meeting comes, she'll sometimes have nine little messages in there from herself, Little, and she just plays the voicemails in the meeting. Again, you can make this as simple or as complicated as you want, whatever works for you guys as a couple. I will say though, you want to keep the meeting, another thing on your checklist, another rule. You want to keep the meeting to no more than 45 minutes if possible. I have found over the years of doing this that 45, meetings seem, 45 minutes seems to be the sweet spot. An hour seems to be a little too long for folks. Uh, again, I have some couples that are fine in, with an hour. You need to judge for yourself. I would say try 45 minutes because what I do suggest is that you don't you keep the meeting moving, just like you would at work. (laughs) You don't want to sit there for hours talking about the one thing. So try to keep it moving along. And you do, if you have 45 minutes, it sort of holds you to a, you know, okay, I've got to move on to the next thing. Let's, Let's wrap this up kind of thing. Now, another item to look at is that if one person tends to dominate the meeting with their own agenda items, you can use a timer and each person can get equal time to present items. You can do it that way. So I do have some couples where one is person's a little more dominant. So what I had them do is they each keep their own agenda. However they want, they don't have a shared one. And then they come to the meeting each with their own agenda, with their little list, and they each take a certain amount of time to talk about their their items on their list. So you can do that also to keep it super fair if you have trouble in the couple uh, with one person who kind of dominates a little bit. So uh, now, I'll also say another one of my little rules is if something gets too heated, don't stick with it. Change direction, stop the conversation. You can come back to it another time. And if it's something that's so heated, you never can seem to come to consensus. You need to go to the couples therapy with that. you you need a mediator of some sort because you can't just let it keep hanging out there and never get resolved. I have couples who do this. They have issues that, oh yeah, well, we've never resolved that. All these years we've been married, it's never got resolved. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? At some point you got to resolve shit. So if it if it goes on and on, I want you to go to couples therapy or do something else with it. Okay, and then uh, my last points really are about being be conscious of sharing the time. Be conscious of allowing your partner to speak and of listening. Try to really actively listen during these sessions. So it is a time to like get crap done, which is great, but it's also a time to connect and to be of service in the couple. So really think of it that way as much as you can. And I, lastly, I just, I want you to remember to ask questions as much as possible. So you just want to be you know well uh what have we tried what have we tried before that hasn't worked or what do you how do you think we should approach x you know ask some questions to keep really get to if something has been on the agenda for more than a couple of weeks, for example, how come it hasn't gotten done? And don't just get into the blame game. Really ask questions like maybe this is something that shouldn't get done in the couple. You know, I'm a big fan of adding resources. Maybe it's time to hire someone to do this job, whatever it is, and to stop looking within the couple for it. Or maybe there's something else that can get hired out so that your partner or you have more time to devote to this thing that's been on the agenda that hasn't gotten covered. So. All right. So there you go. There's my top five reasons why having a couple's business meeting will make you happier and my checklist items for making it a success and making it consistent. Uh, as always, I'm really happy that you chose to spend time with me today. I really am. I know you have a lot going on and a lot you could be doing. So having you here with me is awesome. And lastly, I want to give a plug for my book, which is uh, coming out real soon. It'll be out before the end of the year. If you want a copy, you can go to the website and you will find it there by the time it's out. And if you go to the website and don't see the book, cause you're listening to this before it came out, please feel free to email at dreamteam at com And one uh, member of my team will make sure you're on the wait list for the book. And, or you can email me directly and I'll put you on the wait list for the book. And when the book's out, it'll be on my website and also on Amazon, of course. So And it'll be in a digital format and a regular hard copy for people who like, you know, a hardcover book. And then uh, obviously, and I'll I'll ultimately be making that into an audio book, too, once we really get it rolling. Okay, that's it. Have an awesome week, everybody. And I'll see you on the next one. Thanks for
0: listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast at www.abbymedcalf.com.